I don't know about you, but I am terrible at remembering names. I've tried all those tricks that one is supposed to, you know, be able to get it. No, not me. Thank goodness for name tags. Do I see name tags out there? Name tags, important. But I remember so many details about so many people, even if I don't remember their names. The young apple farmer with scoliosis, the sawmill operator who was one of the first in the nation to have his fingers reattached, the woman in labor who came tearing out of the shower with nothing on but a shower cap screaming that the baby was coming, the hospice patient of German ancestry who offered me peppermint schnapps at 10 a.m. while we sat at his kitchen table talking about death, the nurse's aide who held my hand in the emergency room after I was in a terrible car accident when I was 19. So many memories. But are these memories necessary to my life? What if I forgot them? Would it matter? Thinking about memory suddenly became more important to me when my husband Skye was diagnosed with dementia in 2016. I had known something wasn't quite right with him for a few years, but my fears were confirmed when he no longer knew how to do carpentry work, nor back up a car or a boat. When I met Skye, he was driving a 26-foot box truck delivering produce to Vermont food co-ops. He could organize that truck with precision and then back it into the smallest spaces. I was in awe. After being together for six months, we decided to build a small cabin. I knew absolutely nothing about carpentry and could barely swing a hammer, but Sky taught me all the ins and outs of power tools, rafters and soffits, insulation and drywall. We went on to build six more houses, one with our teenage children, and spent several years helping people rebuild in the New Orleans area after Katrina. Sky and I loved the water and owned a series of boats, from kayaks and canoes to sailboats and small liveaboard boats. He could maneuver them anywhere and in any weather until he couldn't. Neither of us understood this. He blamed the wind. Then he was helping our daughter rip up carpeting and lay hardwood flooring in her new home, and I could hear them arguing. No, no, that's not how it goes, Skye, said Dana emphatically. What? How could Skye not know how to lay flooring? I was in the living room applying fresh paint in tears. Something was definitely wrong with Skye. It was the next summer when we were renovating a duplex with our son Sayer and his partner Emma that Skye finally acknowledged that things were not right with his brain. He would find himself taking a measurement, walking to the piece of lumber on the sawhorses, picking up the saw, and having absolutely no idea what to do. He finally agreed to be tested, and the diagnosis came in, probable early stage Alzheimer's. He was 66 in an otherwise perfect health. We were stunned. The next day, we left on a long planned trip to France. His French was impeccable, but he couldn't read a map or understand how to use his metro ticket. We talked and processed this devastating news as we walked the streets of Paris. Sky assumed he would eventually forget me and Dana and Sarah, but he was mostly afraid that he would forget his self, or as he said, the loss of my identity, who I was. Once home, Sky dove into reading everything he could about dementia. 
He talked about his experience with everyone he met, and we eventually started a blog and went on a US-wide sermon tour, speaking at 25 congregations until he was no longer able to. We read books about memory, what it is, what it means. It turns out there are several different kinds of memory, ranging from memories of how to do things, ride a bike, tie our shoes, to memories of things that happen to us, however imperfect or incomplete those memories might be, to memories of factual information. What is two plus two? Where is the bathroom? When did the Civil War begin? Then Sky wrote this. As the attacks on our intellects and memory continue, we feared changing into people neither we nor our loved ones would value spending time with. How could we not become strangers? What is left for us if the glue of memory no longer holds ourselves together? What is left for us if the glue of memory no longer holds ourselves together? As time went on, Sky gradually lost the ability, the memory, of how to do many things, what clothes to wear, how to button buttons or zip zippers, how to write, how to read, how to ride a bike, how to play cards, how to get into bed, how to pull up the covers. Did he still know his self? I have no idea, but I could still see his self, who he was. Sky spent his last year in a memory care facility. Due to the pandemic, I was not allowed to see him, but we spoke often on the phone. And he was still there. He would call, telling me he, he was on his way home catching a plane or a train. Or he would call and say he was traveling and he would tell me about his adventures. Once he called to say he had lost his passport and could I get him a new one? I played along with whatever situation he found himself in, never contradicting him, but instead asking him questions. What are you seeing? Where did you go? Where are you going next? He lived in a world of hallucinations but he was definitely still him. After a while, instead of ending our phone calls with a mutual I love you, he began to say, thank you for loving me. The staff loved him too. He walked the corridors, interacting with other residents, always trying to soothe the conflict. He had been a professional mediator and that never went away. Singing songs, making jokes. Sky was one of those people that had a song lyric for every occasion. Me, I can hardly remember song lyrics. Never mind who starred in what movie. Sky knew them all. When he was dying, I was finally allowed to be with him. As he moved in and out of consciousness, he was still singing and he seemed happy. He told me I was beautiful, and he told me the end was near. At that point, he had lost all memory of how to care for himself physically, from how to eat to how to use the bathroom, but he still remembered songs, and he still remembered me, and somehow he knew his life was coming to a close. He may not have remembered himself, but I did. It was all there in its blazing glory. 
he was definitely a person I would value spending time with. And that was true for Dana and Sarah, who came to spend time with him when he was dying. Is it only memory that's the glue that holds ourselves together? I think it's so much more than that. Our essential self is always there, no matter our memories, no matter our life experiences. Our memories may enhance and help develop ourselves, but our pure essence remains always. And I think there's another kind of memory, emotional memory. I imagine we all have negative emotional memories, but I expect we have many more positive ones. When I think about all those people whose names I can't remember, I can remember how I knew them and where and the emotion associated with that person. I loved spending time with the apple farmer and his wife. He told great stories and was very patient with my newbie nursing skills. I was incredibly scared of the very nice and gracious fellow who had lost his fingers. I hardly dare touch him that I was gonna damage him more. I laughed and laughed and laughed with the new mother about the wild circumstances of her baby's birth. She barely made it to a bed. I was delighted by the hospice patient who was so grateful at, who was so, um, I was grateful for him to be able to talk about death so well and his beloved schnapps. And I was especially grateful to the nurse's aide who soothed me, scared and in pain as I waited for medical help in a cold, stark ER. I can still feel her love and care 50 years later. And when I remember Sky these days, two years after his death, of course I remember all the things we did together, the houses we built, the children we raised, the waterways we cruised, the adventures we had. But mostly I remember the love that we shared. I trusted him and he trusted me. He had to trust me in those years. Love and trust, what could be more important? After Skye died, as I was going through his things, I came across a small piece of paper with these words written by Louise Elder, written in his hand. Please don't forget me, and please don't stay away because of the way my mind acts. I can still feel you. I can still remember with my heart. And a heart memory is maybe the most important memory of all. And the heart memory is maybe the most important memory of all. Amen and blessed be.